0: everyone hey podcast how we doing (laughs) we're doing all right so we got jeff i'm jeff we got our editor mike he's the man producer and then we got wes our wildlife biologist but actually he hasn't shown us his graduation certificate i got it
1: (laughs) but i left it in my car i'm gonna go grab it really quick (laughs) there's always something
0: maybe next year
1: no for the end of the year episode i need to show you guys (laughs)
0: Do we need to pause? So you yeah, can go we need get to it? pause really quick.
1: All right, I'm back. I spent honestly 2 hours today looking for this just because I really I wanted to have mine. It as the end of the year, but I'm going to read it to you guys. It says Wesley Glenn Larson in the degree of Master of Science in Wildlife and Wildlands Conservation and has granted this diploma as evidence thereof. I'm showing you Let me both see that the thing. diploma. I should take my glasses Ooh, off. Okay. Please. And I specialized in polar bear and black bear conservation. You'd have to read my thesis to understand that part. But here it is, my master's degree. You both are seeing it with your own eyes. All right? It's beautiful. Put that to rest. Mm. Uh, hey, did you guys hear the sad news about P-22? I don't know Is what that, that the is. mountain lion? Yeah, that's the famous mountain lion that lived in LA. It had been out there for like 11 years It lived in like Griffith Park and Beverly Hills and went all these places where people would see it. And it was pretty famous. It's not
0: cheap to live there. It's not, no.
1: But it finally ate a chihuahua. And it also like attacks someone's dog while it was on leash. (laughs) And then like...
2: Has it been trying to eat a chihuahua for a while now? He
1: like, he scratched (laughs) the person up a bit too. And so it just, there was a Mm. big change in behavior. And so they decided to capture him. And when they did, they found out that he'd been hit by a car and had some pretty serious injuries. And it just wasn't like even
2: ethical to re-release him. Did the car leave like its license plate in the lion or something? No, I think
1: someone reported that they'd maybe hit a mountain lion and then, um, uh, they saw like some pretty serious injuries on the cat. So they ended up having to euthanize him, but pretty, yeah, maybe pretty cool cat. Um, Definitely going
2: to be probably missed. They're
0: texting their friends like, what if I see a mountain lion tonight? And then they just hit one. <laughs> and they hit one.
2: Anyway. Texted into reality. How did they come up with the naming convention? Sorry, you're not done with your story. Keep going, Wes. He'll definitely be missed. I know
1: like people in LA really came to love him, but I. it's like a really cool story in that one mountain lion really taught a lot of people about coexistence and how in a really urban, one of the most urban places on earth... People learned how to live with a huge, potentially dangerous predator, and so I I think that one mountain lion did a lot of good. So he'll be missed. Let's give
0: uh, a moment of silence. For moment of P-22.
1: silence for P okay.
2: twenty right. two. Okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't have missed him at all. I didn't know about him. Uh, if not for you, I wouldn't be sad right now. Wes. To
1: answer your question, Mike, how they name them? There can be a lot of different things. Like our bears we had some names that we came up with just to keep them straight. But then we also had like a serial number for their collar. What do you have against gay use. bears? What are you saying? <laughs> oh, to keep them straight. Uh, <laughs> uh anyway, that was so the I'm, worst simulation of a room yeah, shot I've ever yeah, heard. I yes. don't know how to do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> can you do it?
0: Just <laughs> <laughs> um, shot a gun. That's better. you right. the drums. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, My guess is that it was just, they had some sort of system for categorizing their cat numbers and his happened to be P-22. I don't know exactly how he got the name, but. How do they Mm. name 007? Oh, yeah. You'll have to ask Ian Fleming about that. Mm. All right. Well, we got a lot to talk about today. It's our end of the year episode. It's a big episode for us. I got a good story. It's a story that Thanks for
0: making it this far, listeners.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thanks for sticking it. We've been doing this for over two years now, which is crazy. So I found this story in like the midsummer and I couldn't stop thinking about it. So we're going to do a story, but then it's going to be a little shorter than normal and we're going to go into some really fun and end of the year awards that Jeff's going to kind of run us through. And then some listener questions. We're just going to have... A really fun kind of award showy kind of episode. So a little party, buck, with yeah. Our buckle up, we're gonna party. We're yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, <laughs> you guys are all coming down from Christmas or your holidays, and and now you get to party with us for a little bit in this weird limbo week. Anywho, before I get into this story, I have a question for you guys. If you had to move a body part from where it's supposed to be to somewhere else on your body, what body part would you pick? and why
2: are we doing it now hammerhead
1: shark my eyes you're just gonna move them out further on the side of my
2: that's so like like swap your eyes and your ears
1: i was trying to think of something that wouldn't make me look really weird but all right (laughs) that's interesting
2: yeah but you're vain wes i was thinking about (laughs) yeah i'll switch one hair with a different
0: hair no that's not what (laughs) i meant. like a whole (laughs) body part
1: Yeah, I guess.
2: I was thinking about swapping my um my elbows and my knees. Does that count? (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Yeah, that would count. (laughs) Sure. Because they both kind of serve the same general function, but I was thinking it would probably make the joints like reversed a little bit because of the way they're situated on the body. So like my legs would be more like dog legs where they bend back and then forward again. Yeah. And I don't know. You guys probably know what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. I like those answers. I'll try a diagram for you. Those are good answers. All right. Yeah. There's I'm going to with Jeff's hair one though. There's a, r- better. a one. <laughs> 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 All
1: right. There's a reason I asked that question. We're going to get to it, but we are going to talk about this guy named Lee Brooke, who was attacked by a grizzly bear in 2016. And again, this attack happened a while ago, but it was one that I came across while I was researching this year for some other stories. And it just stuck with me, and I kept wanting to do it. I just, I, its like I'm exercising a demon. I need to tell this story, so mm, that's nice. what we're doing. It's a nice little Get cherry. Your demons out. Yeah, just getting them demons out. It'll be a nice little cherry on on the end of a good year for us. And you know what? We all love a grizzly bear attack around here. Okay. Oh yeah. So a quick thing. This is definitely a story where I'm gonna have to talk a bit about what this dude did wrong. But I do want to mention in all the interviews and articles and everything that I saw with him, he seemed really humble. He seemed like he knew he had done some stuff wrong. So I just want to point that out that this guy, we're going to have to say some stuff that he did that was kind of dumb, but he, he was like fully acknowledging that he did some dumb stuff when all this happened. Okay. Okay. So Lee Brook, B-R-O-O-K-E. He's a Maytag repairman. He lives in this hometown of Westfield, Pennsylvania with his wife, Martha. In October 2016, he's 61 years old, and he decides to go out to Wyoming for a trip that he'd been looking forward to for a while. He's going to be going on an elk hunt with some friends and his brother-in-law, and hopefully, you know, he's planning on coming home with a cooler full of elk steaks and a bunch of elk meat. He's really excited. He's like a pretty avid hunter, and this is like... Pretty tasty meat. It is pretty tasty meat. This is his big trip of the year. This hunt was going to take place near Dubois, Washington, Dubois, Bois which is prime grizzly bear habitat.
0: If I were him, I would go to prime elk habitat.
1: Yeah, it, you know, it is prime elk <laughs> habitat too. It's both. Um, okay. <laughs> but I, I want to talk about hunting really quick. We haven't really got into hunting too much. Personally, like my personal beliefs around hunting is that if you are hunting to get meat, I think if you eat meat, it's probably the best way you can get it. You're killing the animal ethically. The animal gets to live a nice life out in the woods and then it's killed in a humane way. And if you're actually like consuming that animal, for me, it's the best possible scenario for eating meat is hunting because it's like everyone gets to kind of have a good life and then be killed ethically. So everyone, well, I'm just saying like the animals (laughs) that are killed for hunting generally get killed in a, in an ethical way and they get to live out in the wild and everything. I do think there's limits to it. I think I'm not a, I really dislike trophy hunting. I really dislike people that waste animals or people that are hunting animals that maybe need more protection, but I'm not anti-hunting, uh, when it is like sustenance hunting. Oh really? Yeah.
0: So what about that movie, The Hunt, where they are trying to, they release a bunch of humans and try to hunt them? Yeah, if, if, they they ki- if they're killed the humans, ethically
1: and they eat them, I'm fine with it. Okay. <laughs> they yeah. use they use all the human. <laughs> yeah, if they use all of the, the parts, then I'm all right with yeah. it. I love a good hunting human movie, by the way. Yeah. I, yeah. Those are good movies. They don't come out enough. They don't. We need more of them. I will say, though, really quick, and I, I have to be a little bit delicate about this, I have learned from working in the Yellowstone ecosystem and whatnot, people that come from out of state to places that have grizzly bears often don't give the animals the respect that they need. Like bears, they, they are a little bit complacent and nonchalant about hunting in grizzly bear habitat and kind of think because they're paying for these expensive tags and everything, they can kind of just go out there and do whatever. And they, they do tend to cause more problems than locals. And I've talked to a lot of different wildlife managers in Yellowstone area, in the Northern Continental Divide area where they have like people that are repeat offenders where they really mess up hunting and they end up having a bear charge them or something and they have to kill it. And it's because these people aren't taking the proper precautions. So I do just want to urge any hunters that might be listening to this. If you decide to hunt in a place with grizzlies, make sure you know what you're doing. Make sure you're taking the right precautions, carrying bear spray and being smart because you being unprepared could end up killing bears, which sucks. And it could end up getting you really hurt too. Okay. So it's October 2nd. It's the first day of their hunt and Lee manages to kill an elk on the first day. So he says it was a really nice hunt. It was totally textbook. He just like arrived, went up there and got an elk. But when he shot this elk, they're pretty far from their camp and the day was getting pretty late. So he makes the decision to go back the next day to find and butcher this elk. So Mm -hmm. this can be a pretty bad idea in grizzly country. If you give a bear overnight to find your kill, there's a very likely chance that a bear is going to find it. So in that time of year, grizzlies are already starting to look for gut piles. A lot of the grizzlies you have
0: to gut them, right? Yeah, it goes bad if go, you leave all the guts goes in there. bad if you don't gut them, right?
1: Yeah, if you don't gut them. And then it's also a lot heavier to drag out when it's not gutted. So people tend to gut their. But I'm just their, saying,
0: like to leave it overnight.
1: Oh no! I mean, you're probably gonna lose some meat. It's not a. It's not the best case scenario. But he didn't gut it. It went off and died, and he left it. Oh, um, he didn't gut it. No, it it ran okay. off, and he didn't have time to go collect it. So I see. Uh, this is like another recommendation for hunters in grizzly bear country. Maybe don't take the shot if you don't think that you're gonna have time to collect your animal, because there's a really good chance a bear is gonna find it especially during the hunting season because, well, it has to be hunting season because you're hunting, but grizzlies, there are a number of bears in the greater Yellowstone ecosystem and other ecosystems that have learned to look for gut piles. Like that is a big food source for them. And they hear a rifle shot and they come running. So you need to be ready to find a bear when you're out hunting. All right. So he decides to go on the next day, uh, which isn't a great idea. And speaking of really bad ideas, when he goes in the next day, he goes alone and he goes without any kind of protection. No bear spray, no firearm. All he has is a boning knife that he was going to use to dress this elk when he got to it. So going in alone without any kind of protection was a really, really bad decision. And it's one that ultimately would cost him really dearly. So he contributes separating from his friends to complacency, and he just says, you know, I got really complacent, and you just really can't be complacent if you're hunting in grizzly bear country, or if you're doing anything in grizzly bear country, really, but especially when you're doing something like hunting, and especially if you're looking for a carcass of an animal that you just killed. It's just a bad time to be complacent. So when we at Yellowstone, when we go check on a carcass, sometimes we'll get a report of like a bison or elk carcass that died near a trail. We'll go in packing. They'll have like a handgun, a shotgun, and bear spray. And we go in in groups of three or four. And we're paying attention to any bird sounds like ravens, eagles, anything that might be on a carcass. We're just on full alert because that's how dangerous it is to walk in on a carcass. It's when bears are just keyed up and they might defend that carcass. They might charge you. You might come in between two bears that are already fighting with each other. It's just a really really dangerous situation to go into probably the most outside of maybe an injured bear with cubs or something like that a bear defending a carcass is a really dangerous situation what would you compare it to for humans for humans i would say like an escaped convict that is like a murderer and a psychopath and he's just murdered someone i don't know
0: <laughs> or like Maybe huh. you accidentally sat. <laughs> it really loves murdering you know? yeah. um, <laughs> that. Maybe you accidentally sat in uh, Dominic Toretto's car. Oh yeah, in his
1: uh, charger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, th- you yeah, thought it was your car. <laughs> or you're <laughs> like
2: you're in a you golf tournament and your shot lands on the foot of like a really huge angry man with a nail in his head. <laughs> with a nail in his head. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah.
1: Any of those would be pretty similar. I would say this is even worse than that. So Lee self-admittedly... Probably not worse than yours. Yeah, probably not. You're right. (laughs) Lee self-admittedly says that he was being really complacent as he solo hikes into where his elk had died. And he suddenly realized that he had made a huge mistake when he sees the actual elk carcass. His elk had been flipped over and there was dirt and debris partially covering it. So that means that a grizzly bear had found his elk, that it had cached it, and it was feeding on it actively. So he understood that He immediately knew that he was in trouble. This would be the point that if you were carrying bear spray, you would get it out, you'd get the safety off, and you'd get it ready because there's a pretty good chance you're about to have a run-in with a bear. He didn't have any kind of deterrent, so he does the next best thing, which is turn to leave the area. But just as he turns, he sees a mother grizzly with two cubs charge out of the brush about 30 yards away, and in a matter of a couple seconds, he was being pulled off the ground by his backpack. So she had his backpack in his jaws and was shaking him off the ground.
0: He's not
1: wearing a helmet. He's not wearing a helmet either. (laughs) Um, The bear quickly swats him with one of her paws. And kind of in a stroke of luck for him, he gets knocked completely unconscious. And then he wakes up not long after... But they kind of had to later piece together what happened in that time that he was unconscious. And what they think happened was the bear dragged him down the hill, almost riding his body down the hill and mauling him as she went. And the reason they think Mm. that is because he had broken a lot of bones on the left half of his body and he had a shattered wrist, a broken jaw on that side. And then while he was unconscious, the bear would also bite into his face, removing his nose, his upper lip and part of his cheek. And injuring oh. a lot of his craniofacial bones. So, a lot of his little oh, bones in his face got injured. Picture it biting right on his nose and just ripping all of that off. That's what it did. Um, yeah. So, it's he like lost that his face. Movie
2: face off. Yeah.
1: That's pretty nice. much what it's like. Yeah. It sucks that um,
2: he was unconscious for what sounds like was probably the most fun part of the experience getting down, down by a hill. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: I don't think it'd be that fun. Um, anyway. It would maul him and drag him for about 50 yards until they slam against a fallen log, and then he wakes up. And when he wakes up, the bear's face was right in front of his, and he could feel her whiskers brushing against his ear. And he had this strong kind of intuition that he shouldn't play dead. I'm going to go ahead and say that probably wasn't the right move. This was a bear with cubs. It was a bear defending a carcass. It probably just wanted him out of the area. It dragged him out of the area. wasn't and it, trying to eat him. And it had stopped mauling him he woke up to her just kind of sniffing his face and stuff. I almost think had he just completely stopped, there would have been nothing else, but you don't know. And actually not too much more happens after this point. So I don't think he necessarily was wrong, but I would advise people if you're ever in this situation, if you're being mauled by a bear and you don't have a deterrent at that point, it's time to play dead and just hope for the best unless it starts eating you. And then you got to fight back. So, he felt like he shouldn't play dead, though, and he punches out with his left arm. The bear immediately clamps her jaws down on it, and then he decides to push his arm back into her mouth. It to like try caught
0: and... his punch in its mouth. Yeah, I think wow. so. Yeah, <laughs> Nice.
1: They're so fast. Their reflexes yeah. are unreal. He tries to push his arm further back to trigger her gag reflex, and by doing that, he manages to create some space between him and the bear. And he realizes that he's still in his right hand is is clamping onto that boning knife that he had, and he reaches out and starts stabbing her in the
2: head with this knife. Starts boning her,
1: yeah. Mm. <laughs> with, yeah, I guess you could say that with a boning knife. Um, so he stabs her a couple times in the head, and she actually ends up releasing her grip and runs off back into the brush. Now, for oh, those so of you, you need is a knife. <laughs> it's not all you need. Uh, <laughs> if you want to lose part of your face and maybe die, then yeah, I will say. For those of you who are concerned about the bear, it's likely she didn't have any kind of long-lasting problems with those injuries. Their skulls are so thick. Yeah, I'm sure they're pretty superficial, whatever kind of injuries he gave her with this knife. They're very robust animals. This would be the last time he would see the bear, but it would be much more before his ordeal was over. So he stands up and he looks around. He's anticipating another attack from the bear. And as he looks around, he realizes that something's wrong with his vision and that he could see down just fine, but he's having a hard time seeing straight out. And then as he's looking down on the ground, he sees his nose and his upper lip and mustache laying there. And it dawns (laughs) on him that he's like missing a good section of his face. And that there's blood, like, covering his eyes and he stuff. He
0: sees his mustache?
1: Yeah. What I picture is those glasses that have a nose and a mustache on them. The Groucho Mark He marks. sees yeah. that on the ground laying there. Like, his whole upper lip got ripped off, and his mustache was still attached to it. Like, his nose and his mustache and his upper lip. That's
0: so weird.
1: Yeah. So, pretty weird thing to look down and see. But he's oh. having a really hard time seeing. So, he's, like, feeling his way around the forest and still anticipating another attack. And he manages to climb up the mountain to a higher spot, and he tucks himself down in between some logs. And he actually says a prayer asking for help, and then he starts yelling as loud as he could, hoping that someone else is going to hear him, maybe someone from his hunting party or someone else on the mountain. And he said that the yelling was particularly hard because his mouth was filling up with blood while he opened it, and he'd have to spit it out and then yell again. So he's in some trouble.
0: Yeah, that's not it's not ideal it's not
1: ideal there's a couple who's on the mountain that actually got
0: god on his side he
1: does yeah (laughs) it's a good move things are he this is a religious dude and he does contribute um some of his eventual escape to god and you know we're not gonna sure we're not gonna poo-poo that because you never know all right so a couple that's on the mountain hears his screams they call for help and then his friends from his hunting party actually start looking for him too and about an hour after the mauling, his brother-in-law George Neal finds the attack site, and he actually stumbles on the nose and the mustache, and he sees them on the ground, and he thinks, "Uh oh, <laughs> this is going to be really bad." Like oh, I so just
2: found what's his. What's the guy's nose. name again? Lee.
1: He's
0: like, "Oh, that looks like Lee's mustache."
1: <laughs> He's like, "I, I know that mustache." <laughs>
2: It's probably a good thing he did see that because like he wouldn't have recognized Lee without his mustache. Probably. Yeah. You like, know. Hey, I'm,
1: hey, I'm looking for my friend Lee. Have you seen him? Uh, but
2: you got to pick up your mustache and like put it in your pocket or something, right? You so that's your exactly, mustache, That's exactly what happens.
1: He picks it up and then he finds Lee and he actually gives it to Lee and Lee stuffs it like the nose and the mustache and the lip into his pocket. Jeez. Um And that's going to come into play later. So he tells Lee, like, hang on to these. And Lee hangs on to them while they're getting off the mountain. George takes his shirt off. I got you, nose. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, That's the one time you can do that joke (laughs) and have it be really funny. Anyway, he wraps his shirt around Lee because Lee is um, getting really cold and going through some shock and blood loss. And George and some others get Lee down the mountain. And for about, it takes about seven hours from the time of the attack for him to arrive at a hospital in Riverton, Wyoming, where he's stabilized. Then an emergency helicopter flies him to Swedish Medical Center in Englewood, Colorado, where he's going to get some really specialized medical care, especially plastic surgery. So enter two of our other heroes in this story Dr. Benson Pulikotil and Dr. Lily Daniali. They're married plastic surgeons that had just started their practice at Swedish Medical Center. And they're going to be spearheading a lot of his recovery and his reconstruction. Um, And the first step that they had to do was cleaning large amounts of debris and dirt out of the face injuries. So he had like, the bear had smushed him all over the ground. So he had lots of... Uh, Adds a point to the ouchie scale at the end. Yeah, Jeff. Yeah, whenever there's sand or dirt, Mm -hmm. that's one of Jeff's
2: big things. Jeff and Anakin. Anakin
1: too. (laughs) Skywalker. Skywalker.
2: Yeah, why what does that have to do he with hates it? sand?
1: Why does he hate sand? You don't know his, he
0: hates sand. It's like the <laughs> it's coarse and rough. <laughs> it's coarse.
2: And gets everywhere. <laughs>
0: when, when do they talk about that?
2: I don't remember. Wes, come on, man. You can't you I can't, can't be remember serious that. right now. That's like the biggest Star Wars meme. <laughs> yeah, the Anakin right. hates sand. I guess that's into it. That's all you really. Okay, need. He hates sand more than hot lava, I think. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: So these two doctors, actually, they did an interview with CNN, and they talked a little bit about what was wrong with Lee after this attack. They said he had bites and lacerations all over his body. The bear grabbed his face, bit it, and ripped it off. It was a big bite. Almost every craniofacial bone was injured. His eye sockets were torn up. Part of his jaw was broken. The open wound on his face was contaminated with dirt and twigs. And they actually ended up placing him in a medically induced coma while they went to work on a lot of these different surgeries. And he was in this coma for a month while they were working on him, which is crazy to me. Whoa. Um, Yeah,
0: that's so long.
1: They used skin and bone grafts from his leg to repair his mangled face. They also put some metal plates in there to help reconstruct some of the contours. Uh, They took part of his scalp and cartilage from his ribs and his ears to rebuild his upper lip and his mustache. And they also did their best to repair his wrist and some of the other broken bones. He would go through over a dozen surgeries while he's in the coma. And then during this time they also reattached his nose to his arm and connected it to a radial artery in his arm to keep it alive. So they used <laughs> no some way. surgical leeches to like get They're the blood flowing. Like I think they put like <laughs> leeches on the nose to like pull blood into it. Like he did animal yeah leeches like surgical leeches and then like once like, blood was a flowing,
0: surgical leech compared to just a leech
1: they're just like sterilized clean leeches that they use
2: wow what yeah I Is think it's normal I
1: think it's somewhat common for reconstruction things where they're trying to get like something reanimated apparently like one of his nostrils had died but the other one was still alive and it was still producing mucus and growing hair and stuff while it was on his arm <laughs> i don't know <laughs> what like yeah i didn't <laughs> realize that the nose in his pocket
2: forever too
1: yeah i didn't like for me i didn't realize the nose was such a self-regulating part of your body it's like, like i didn't know yeah. Yeah. i thought yeah. it was
2: just like cartilage anyway like, oh, so it's like
1: his nose is on his arm and in one of the interviews i saw with him they were like can we see it and he pulls his shirt back and he's got a nose right by his wrist yeah. What? The, I thought it was like a temporary. thing No, the, he had it there for like three years. <laughs> it's crazy. What? Yeah, like three years.
0: Did he ever get it back on his face? We're gonna
1: talk about that, but just think about all the jokes you could do. Like you could go into like a dinner and be like, "Oh, this smells so good," and just put your arm over the food. <laughs> you
2: know. I don't. Un- I don't. Un- I guess I'll have to wait. But I would have. I would have just refused to leave. Until the problem was like, back there was face. so <laughs> much that they had <laughs> to do with his <laughs> face
1: to like get his face ready for his nose to be back that that took years, years for them just like every interview I saw with him. He had a tracheotomy tube that he was speaking through and then he had a hole in the middle of his face that had a little plastic button where his nose would be. And then he's just got like a hole there. And it was pretty impressive that all of that had been ripped off and they were creating a platform for like his nose to put back on. But it takes time. Anyway, uh, in one of the interviews I saw, he had his mustache back. It looked great, but it took them years to reattach the nose. But according to a GoFundMe that I found for him that had been set up, it looks like they did reattach it, but there's still a decent amount of work that needs to be done for like shaping and everything. There was a point where I guess it was too big and he was having a hard time eating. And so they had to like cut his mouth open wider so that he could eat stuff. It just sounds like truly the worst possible recovery. Just piecing your face back together just sounds awful. But I was really impressed by all the interviews I saw with him. He just is taking everything with the greatest amount of grace and just kind of being like, you know, I messed up and... The doctors have taken such great care of me. He sees these doctors as practically part of his family, and he says that the way they treated him and the way the whole hospital staff treated him just was like above and beyond, and he just was so tickled like at how nice they were to him and how good of care they, they gave him. I you feel like
0: if you pick your nose and eat your boogers and your nose is on your arm... Yeah. Then you just really like the taste of boogers. Yeah. Because like that? your nose is so close to your mouth that sometimes yeah. it's just like, oh, it's yeah. just like
2: right there, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't like to taste of my boogers, it's, but it's so, it's, just it's convenient, so close. And they're they're my my tongue's long like... enough.
1: I can just stick my tongue right up there. <laughs> just blow them right yeah. onto your tongue. Yeah. That's but a good point. Like, you really got to work for it. I really recommend like checking out some of the photos on his GoFundMe or elsewhere because it's kind of interesting to see the process as they like reconstructed his face, and honestly, this dude is really upbeat about the whole thing. I was very impressed. Cool. Honest, some of the hardest thing for them, and this is very common in our American attack stories, was navigating the insanely expensive U.S. healthcare system. Yeah, and he wasn't able to work the same way that he was uh, after the attack, just because. He was like a repair man, and it just messed him up so badly. And then he actually lost another job in 2020 when the place he was working got shut down. So it's been really financially tough for them. So his GoFundMe is still active. It's called Lee's Grizzly Attack Insurance Fund. Uh, I'd like to invite everyone just to go on there. You can see some of the videos and photos. And then if you feel like it, go ahead and donate to this guy because he needs a new face. And that's a kind of a hard hand to get dealt. Yeah. All right. So a quick disclaimer a lot of the articles I read had some conflicting information about his recovery process, especially when it comes to like where the different skin and bone grafts came from. I tried to use information from the best sources, but just so you guys know, there's a lot of conflicting information out there. So you guys I got any questions about him? Um, hmm. the reason this one stuck with me was the nose on the arm. I, just, yeah, I know we've talked so about, crazy. we've had people before that there was someone that Three had a, a stomach Thing where they put like his finger on his stomach or something or his hand but the nose on the arm was i can't believe yeah. a nose can stay alive on your arm for three years like yeah. producing mucus i know it's crazy i don't totally understand it one of his nostrils died but the other one stayed alive and it was like still growing I mean, if- hair and stuff Nick Cage and John Travolta
0: can switch faces. I guess anything's possible. Yeah, and seamlessly, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like uh, enough that he slept with his wife. I know she didn't even notice the John difference. Travolta. You'd think there'd yeah. be other things. What was that, that movie, would... movie called again, Jeff? <laughs> uh, man, it's, I it think was it's called, called the old, like, switch old, old face, face switcher. <laughs> yeah, the old face switcher.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, that <laughs> trading <laughs> trading faces. That's the I'm that's trade faces be... <laughs> with
1: Wes. <laughs> oh no. You got to keep your face. You got the best face <laughs> oh. in the family. That's got to be the movie where they say the title of the movie the most in it. They say well, face just the off. the
0: most obvious. Yeah. I don't think they say it a ton, but it's yeah, so he's obvious. It's just like face
1: off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, if you guys don't have questions, let's get into ouchies. I'm going to go ahead and give Lee eight ouchies. Because to me, it wasn't a ton of, like, broken bones or ruptured organs. Like, to me, he didn't, like, have limbs completely chewed off or anything. Your face being ripped off is really hard. Oh, and I forgot to mention, he did have a fair amount of psychological trauma. He had to go through therapy and stuff to deal with the PTSD. So, you know, I'm going to bump it up to nine, actually. I'm going to say nine ouchies. Losing your face is pretty rough, and his recovery just seems like it's been hell. So I'm going to say nine. I'm going to give it a ten. Wow. Okay.
0: Like having Anytime your nose on your arm wounds. for three years. Yeah, that is rough. <laughs> and then, like, there's a couple that I think are worse still, but uh-huh. this one's right up there. Like, if someone argued to me that this was the worst one, I'd be like, "Yeah, well, you got some good points." Yeah. <laughs> like he's still not like anywhere near recovered. I don't know.
1: The last the yeah. last update I could find was from 2020, so I'm curious how he's doing now. But um, yeah, it does seem like he has a long road ahead of him. Still,
2: I'm gonna go with an eight. Okay, and just because it seems like he was unconscious for the worst parts, that's for point. the initial attack. It seemed like he wasn't even awake when his face was getting the worst of it. Am I right? In saying Sliding it? down the hill. I mean, yeah, he was he was <laughs> unconscious
1: for that. Yeah.
2: Uh, plus, for a full month, he was unconscious during the initial recovery. phase. That's true. Which that's would a good be point. pretty nice. I oh, mean, yeah, obviously, a... this is like, That's I wouldn't, a large, a coma, a large, coma, yeah. a lar- a large coma oh, yeah. as Jeff would say, um, a coma. as Jeff and the Super Mario brothers would say. Oh, um, man. But I mean, obviously, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. Yeah. You uh, bring up
1: some good points, though. The coma is a really good point. Mm. I might go with you. I might, I might downgrade to an eight. Yeah. Um
2: but the dirt got in there. So you gotta I will yeah.
1: I will say like <laughs> twigs generally <too>. twigs <laughs> when we when we have grizzly bear attack survivors, they talk a lot about pain and the crushing bones and all of that. He he never really brought that up. Like in all the interviews I watched he never talked too much about being in a ton of pain. I think his like adrenaline was pumping so hard when he came back to that it just it wasn't quite as bad. But I do think his recovery process has been just miserable and so prolonged. It's like
0: someone ever hands me multiple parts of my prominent yeah. <laughs> parts of my face.
1: Yeah, like yeah. I think that's a ten. For me. It could okay, be. I'll stick. I don't know. I you guys keep swaying me each way. Just I, yeah, maybe I'll right just in the middle nine. Like right. If I
0: have to stick
2: my nose and my mustache in my in pocket. Your own pocket. <laughs> yeah. Did he ever talk about how bad the grizzly bear smelled? He didn't. And that's uh, probably because his,
1: yeah, his nose got ripped off.
2: He didn't. <laughs> Oh, man, maybe I'll bump it down.
1: Remember how this makes... It reminds me again of that <laughs> well, movie, he nose. Almost Heroes, where the grizzly bear attacks and the ear is left, and oh, they're like yeah. trying to talk into the ear to figure <laughs> like out like where like the guy talk. is. Yeah.
0: There Reservoir Dogs? Does he do that oh, yeah. joke? Yeah. I, yeah,
1: does he? Probably. It I is. Don't know. I think so. A little more I don't mean think I'm spirited in that, that movie again. Yeah. Anyway, quick, just like a quick reminder for all you people who might be recreating in grizzly bear habitat next year: carry a deterrent. Go in groups. Even if you're hunting, even if you're stalking around, just make sure you're not completely on your own. It just isn't worth it. These things happen, and hunters, especially bow hunters, that are being especially quiet. They get attacked at a much higher level than just about anyone else because they are just slinking around in the woods. They're killing animals that are a big attractant to bears. You just got to be really careful and you need to make sure you have a way of stopping these things when they happen. And bear spray works great. And you don't have to kill the bear then too. So yeah.
0: I was laughing doing that because I was just thinking of what type of vanity license plate I'd get if I was him. What would it be? Like no nose. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) arm nose um yeah yeah, that fits (laughs) i just like all the you could really do a lot of funny jokes about smelling things and sticking your arm out and doing it (laughs) um okay well that's it for the story lee if you're out there hope you get a quick not a quick it's obviously not a quick recovery but i hope your recovery is is full and i hope You're able to pay for it. Yeah. Um, Well, that's it. And, you know, because this is a special episode, end of the year episode, we're not going to do our normal categories. We're going to do some fun end of the year categories, which Jeff is going to lead us through.
0: Woo! Not even categories. We're going straight awards. 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 All right. Yeah. Here we go. (laughs) What was your favorite award show moment this year, Wes? It
1: was Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. That's probably my favorite award show moment ever. Was that hmm. this year? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I went to Dave Chappelle. Oh, wait, no, never mind. I did go to Dave Chappelle, but Chris Rock wasn't there. He went to the next show, and uh, I just heard his joke online. It's probably the best you know, thing that ever happened to him. Did you guys see in the news that like in LA Dave Chappelle got tackled by a random person who like snuck into the show. Yeah. And like they had the weirdest weapon ever to sneak in. It was like a gun. He had a gun on him, Mm -hmm. but then the gun was actually a knife, which is like the hardest way to sneak a knife in. Why would you
1: (laughs) camouflage your knife as a gun?
0: I guess in America, they'll just like take a
1: gun. Oh, you just got a gun. Bring it on in.
0: (laughs) But anyways, after he tackled Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock went up and was like, was that Will Smith? (laughs) That's pretty funny. All right. right. To our awards. So we're starting off with a big one. This is like one of the biggest awards I've given out. All All right. right. Start with a bang. Biggest ouchie of the year. Ooh, okay. Uh, I'll start us off. All right. So my first choice is Joanne, and I did some subscriber episodes just to let you guys know. But she went skydiving and her parachute malfunctioned and she free fell and landed on a fire ant hill and died. But then the fire ants kept her cardiovascular system going and she was able to be brought back to life way afterwards. Yeah, that biting her like kept her heart pumping. (laughs) Like, yeah, she like... (laughs) fell, free fell onto ground and then got bit by a ton of fire ants. (laughs) And I have it tied with Coyote Peterson getting
2: stung. (laughs) That's a good good
1: pick. Mike, you want to go next?
2: (laughs) Yeah. So if I have this right, I'm going with the camel that bit the guy's head off. Okay. But I remember there were some questions as to whether like that was an exaggeration or exactly how that happened. Mm -hmm. So I have a backup. If, okay. if there's any doubt cast I th- on. I don't events.
1: know if there's any doubt, but I think go ahead and give us a okay. backup.
2: Too. Well, I was going to do in the piranha episode, there was a bus that got submerged completely in water. And I know that these people most likely drown before getting eaten by piranha. Mm-hmm. But my biggest fear is like getting trapped somewhere underwater and drowning. And yeah. If you weren't quite dead already, there's some prana there eating you. So I thought that All one right. might that might be my worst, my personal biggest ouchie.
1: All right, mine was um, Julie Helgeson from our Night of the Grizzlies Part One. She was the first victim that was killed at Granite Park Chalet, and she was the that one that, bad. she's the one that got eaten quite a bit, and then left out there for hours, and then they brought her back to the chalet, and she died that night. But she was alive for a while, and she really got chewed up. So to me, yep. that's getting eaten by a grizzly bear is the worst way to go. So she was my number I'm one. I'm going to
0: say Wes wins yeah. the award because my, not that it need we need to like say which one wins every time, but Joanne skydived the next year. Yeah, Yours is true. worse than mine. Right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Pop culture animal of the year. So if you guys want to cheat, you can use just like one from one of our episodes we've done. But I chose one from a movie that came out this year. All right, and I'll just go. Mine's Tolkoon. Is that what? Tolkoon? Oh, the whale from the, Avatar. <laughs> the the whale in Avatar with the like half missing fin. Nice.
1: Mm.
2: <laughs> All right. He messes people up. That's a good one. I like that whale. The little double eye action. Yeah, is cool. So mine's also a whale, but it's a sperm whale, Monstro, from the three separate Pinocchio movies that came out this year. <laughs> Which is astounding to me. So I felt like sperm whales had a pretty big pop culture year.
1: Did you watch the Guillermo one? I didn't watch any of them. It's beautiful. The Guillermo one's like really, really pretty. Uh, I'll definitely recommend it. I'm a big, I'm a big stop motion fan though. Big, Mm. big stop motion guy over here. Uh, Mine's a bit of a
0: Ben Wyatt's on uh, Parks and Rec. Stop motion.
1: Oh yeah, I remember that. (laughs) It was pretty good. You got some great Parks and Rec recall, by the way. <laughs> I love Parks and Rec. Um, mine is a bit of a stretch because I was having a hard time thinking of one, but I'm picking all of the dragons from House of the Dragon. I know they're <laughs> fantasy animals. Okay. But for sure. me, Game of Thrones ended on such a sour note with the last season being so bad and House of the Dragon seemed like such a nice return to that world. And it was really immersive and I really like the Targaryen storyline and all the dragons. And I just really, it was fun for me to be immersed in that world again and like actually care about characters and like be having fun. So, Whose
0: dragon would you choose if you had to choose one?
1: Ah, that's a good question. Probably um, Rhaenyra's. Just like a nice medium-sized, cool-looking dragon. The Daemon's was like a little bit too like strung out. like Like it was too skinny. And then that really big one was too big, so I don't know. Oh
0: no, that's the one I'm talking about. Anyway, um, yeah, I get all their names confused. Anytime there's a shout dragon out to scene, the I got listener excited. who asked us our favorite dragon, I didn't, I didn't save your question, but shout out. There to you go. Yeah, to your yeah, answer. You. <laughs> yeah. All right, okay. The award for animal news story of the year.
1: Okay, mine was an easy slam dunk. It was Clara Jessup, the girl that we interviewed who got bit by a rattlesnake. That was in one of our news episodes. It was a news item. And the fact that she got bit by a rattlesnake and it, stuff that we said on the podcast helped in some way with her recovery was like such a, a huge win for us, I think. And yeah, for just sure. like such a neat outcome of the podcast. So without a doubt, for me, that was my favorite news piece of the year.
2: Mine is... It involves two different animals, but the circumstances were really similar in ways I found really interesting. So the first half of the equation was Hank the Tank in Tahoe, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. the other one was Freya the Walrus over in Norway, who both kind of had garnered this small like local following. It almost became... I mean, it, worldwide based, for all down. intents and purposes, it was a worldwide celebrity in many ways. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, they both had to be euthanized.
1: I don't think Hank was euthanized, was he? Did he no, not get put
0: down? they found out it was like seven different bears.
1: Yeah, they found out it was bears. different bears, but they, so they didn't
2: kill him. They killed a bear because of that, though, right? I can't remember, but I don't okay. think so. I think well, they decided they couldn't but kill Freya, they did because... Either way, I think there's just some really interesting similarities in... Just how yeah. we got to be cognizant in how we treat our local... I think P-22 oh, is another good example of that. Like a celebrity animal that ultimately had to be
1: euthanized. Good uh, I'm
0: going with the Wyoming wrestlers.
1: Um, <laughs> That's a good
0: one. I just think like the one kid, I think his name was Caleb, that went back and like fought the bear off his friend and then like took the beating from the bear after that. It's just like he's in college like... That's the ultimate party story bragging rights. Like, he's yeah. going to
2: be the man for, like, two years, you know? Right. It's crazy that a human won in a bear fight. Uh, he didn't win. It's the real takeaway <laughs> <He> from <laughs> that of story. <laughs> he, <laughs> he did <won>. not win. <laughs> uh, so, uh, quick correction on mine. California's rogue black bear Hank the Tank still alive and rampaging around town. That's what Newsweek <laughs> is <we> reporting. <laughs> so, Nice. That boy, Hank. Correction oh, really corner. quick. Um,
1: when you say correction corner, I thought of something that I need to slip in there real quick. Is that all right? Slip on in. First of all, we said something in one of our, in our coyote episode a while ago about how I said that koi wolves weren't that common and a coyote researcher actually wrote us and said they are quite common out East and the coyote wolf hybrids are much more common than I thought. So I was wrong about that. And then this isn't so much a correction as an addition to that same story. Um, There was recently an article written about those coyotes that killed that girl out in Canada at the singer Taylor. I forget her last name, but she was killed by coyotes while she was in that little park and like a national park or something. And they did a, a study on those coyotes and found that they were actually killing a lot of moose, like a much higher than average Number Jeez, of ungulates wow. that those coyotes were killing. And because they had gotten so good at killing large animals, they think that they just saw her as a better prey option than a typical coyote would. And that was a really big contributing factor in that whole attack. So that I was had, something I, no I wanted to bring up. Coyotes
0: could take on a moose.
1: It's not, that's definitely
2: not common prey for them. But um, in that area, they'd, they'd, they'd you know? learn how to do it. Yep. They'd be learning. <laughs> uh, All right. My correction, corner, I just want to get this out because I've been thinking about it really a lot. A listener wrote in and asked us what songs from our childhood were our favorite. And Uh I gave a pretty weak answer, just songs from like the 1960s. And I really should have said Ice Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice. Really?
0: You listened to it? Yeah. Can you
2: sing it? Dude, are you kidding me? The whole point of that (laughs) song was for like dorky little white five-year-olds to be able to rap along to. You remember
1: when he did this song in the second Ninja Turtles movie?
2: Go ninja, go ninja, go! Ninja, That's go, a go, go ninja. Song.
0: Like everyone says, he's a one-hit wonder. It's no, just simply he's two not hit
1: true. Wonder. Two hit, yeah, yeah. Oh, I did. I remembered one other thing too. In the kangaroo episode, I said embryonic instead of embryonic diapause. Oh, yeah. I was said a that. Blunder. Yeah, yeah, so that was sorry bad. I
0: have nice. one too, but I'm gonna do it in listener.
1: All right, <laughs> sounds good.
0: Okay, so I thought of my story too, real quick. The elephant that killed a lady oh, yeah. and then went to her funeral. Yeah, yeah. Like
1: That's a good one.
0: funeral got stampeded by elephants. Who knows if it's the same one. And also, I want to shout out the first person to be killed by a kangaroo in like yeah. 70 years or something. Right? Longer
1: than that. Since like the 30s. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 36, I think, was so the last
0: congrats one. congrats to that kangaroo. Good
2: job.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, it's dead. Uh, that <laughs> kangaroo is dead. <laughs> yeah, well.
2: Movie of the year. Win
1: out a champion. Movie of the year. Mike, you want to go first this time? Yeah,
2: so mine is The Northman. I loved that movie. I th- still think about it a lot. I also want to g- just give a quick shout out to the movie Mad God. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. I've been seen it I've heard of it. Uh, Phil Tippett, the visual effects guy who did like Jurassic Park, Star Wars, all like the crazy, awesome 70s and 80s visual effects that we all remember and love. But it was like a 30 year labor of love and it was crazy. I don't know if I could say, like, everyone needs to go out and see it because, like, I don't think it's for really almost anybody. totally approachable. But for the people that will like that kind of thing, you'll love it. All right.
1: My number one pick was the movie Barbarian. I tried to think of a different one, but honestly, like, I love a horror movie that makes me really get invested. And that one just did it in spades. Like, it really was a twisty turny fun ride for me. I just really enjoyed it. I watched it twice. Just loved that movie. And then I had a couple runners-up. I had... Let me, top- let me give oh.
0: mine, and then okay. just I don't want you to take mine. All right. I'm going Avatar 2. Okay. uh, The Way of Water. I love a movie that feels different than anything I've ever seen, and like... I was ready for like I got really tired of 3D, but I was kind of ready to see another 3D movie. Yeah, and then like, I just thought this was by far the best 3D movie I've ever seen, and like it worked perfectly with it. So like that experience was just so cool to me.
1: Plus, all those arrows getting shot through cockpit windshields, you know? Kill- like I they could watch a lot that of cool, all day. Like, killing scenes. Yeah, there were the war scenes, like the fighting scenes in that movie were. Amazing. I just wish they'd cut an hour of fat out of it. It's a long movie. Yeah. You needed it, though. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know about that. Uh, My runners-up were Top Gun Maverick, which I just had the best time watching that movie. For sure. I think Tom Cruise is, like, the movie star of our generation, and... He's got some skeletons, but man, the dude Separate loves the making movies. Separate the or the
0: yeah. artist from the, whatever. Yeah,
1: and then Art. Uh, my other run-up was The Northman, <laughs> which Mike also yeah. mentioned. <laughs> Love to see a Robert Eggers movie. He just continues to make movies that Shout make Shout
0: out me the feel. new Batman, too. For yeah, me. that was Eggers a great Overs. movie, too. All right. Okay, show of the year. I'll start. I'm going Kay. severance. I freaking that's love picks. Oh, yeah.
2: I didn't think about that one. That's such a good pick. Yeah, pwned. Yeah, you are I thought
1: man. you were going to pick Severance and I was actually going to pick it but I decided to pick a different one that was right up there for me, which was um Season 2 of White Lotus. I just yeah, I watched both my seasons choice this until year, I thought it's Severance. Yeah, I watched both seasons this year and just loved it was like so immersed in that whole world and i'm just kind of a big mike white fan i he's been on Ever amazing survivor amazing race and survivor and i just really liked him on both <laughs> oh, i didn't those
2: know was on amazing Race. yeah and school so, of rock
1: so that's my pick
2: uh i'm going with arcane I don't Ooh, know League if you guys have seen that yet. I'm not into League of Legends. In fact, I'm like actively anti League of Legends. I hate that game. Mm-hmm. So I went in with just, and maybe this is why I liked it so much. I just went in with the lowest expectations, but it's the best show I've seen in many, many years. I loved huh. it. I, I might watch it. Man, everything about it's so good. I think you'll really like it. Okay. Favorite new animal we covered this year.
0: Mike, why don't you start
2: us? Yeah, I'm going to go with bison. This one snuck up on me. I didn't know I felt this way until I was like looking through our back catalog. And I was still somewhere in the recesses of my mind. I was still kind of irked that our listeners voted for bison to go so far in our March Madness animal bracket <laughs> March Madness, but like yeah. the more it kind of like stuck in my brain I was like I don't know bison are they're pretty cool actually and it just kept that bison going we saw in Yellowstone with the fall colors was so cool yeah yeah plus they're what is it they're the bison 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 what's that name called yeah that's <laughs> the, their like their the Latin, Latin. Name. Yeah. scientific name yeah that's that's a huge yeah, that's part a of plains bison Bison, well, like. bison,
1: bison, bison. <laughs> I I was actually going to pick bison as well, but they've also like working in Yellowstone, I've had to wait so long in so many bison jams. They're like constantly a thorn in my side that I had a hard time picking them. And honestly, like an animal that we did this year that I ranked a lot higher than them for good reason is the tiger shark. So our first tiger shark story was this year. They're like a top 3 shark for me. Well, top 5 at least. So I, I really wanna see one in the wild. I think they're such a cool animal. Um, so I picked Tiger Shark.
2: Bison jam nice. sounds disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> tiger Shark's a cool animal because it's like
0: two of the coolest animals yeah, combined. That's true. <laughs> that's yeah. <laughs> uh I chose koala off our subscriber episode. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> it's My 10th favorite animal probably should
1: bump it up a few. Yeah. I feel like you bring up koalas more than any other animal. Like that should be your top three favorite animal.
0: I've been really high on pandas lately. All right. Well, those Uh, are all good answers. You you like my answer, huh? Yeah, sure. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So for our Instagram category, Instagram moment, your hypothetical best Instagram moment that could have been Taken in, in any of our stories.
1: So if you could have a photo from any of our stories, yeah. like what I'll, photo would you? I'll want?
0: start just to give you guys a better idea. I just loved in the polar bear episode in
1: Svalbard,
0: bard yeah. where he's got the guy's head in his mouth and is standing all the way up. That'd be such a sweet. Oh one. yeah, first bumble picture or Instagram picture. <laughs>
2: All right, I had the same thing, Which
1: one are you? Yeah, (laughs) you had the exact same moment. I had the exact same moment when Ludwig sees his friend Sebastian being lifted up by the polar bear in Svalbard. To me, that was just like burned into my brain. He comes out of the tent. He like knows his friend's being attacked by a bear, and the bear like stands because they're massive. When you see a polar bear stand up, it's like eight or nine feet or even higher. And the fact that it lifted him all the way up in his mouth—that's just unbeatable. So that's what if I think. If that happened to me and you got the gun
0: before you got like your phone to take a picture, I'd be so mad at you the rest of my life.
1: <laughs> like when I go over to rescue you, you're like, did you get a photo? Did you get a photo? Yeah.
0: <laughs> get it from over there where yeah. you can see my face.
2: Yeah. Some backlighting. Uh, I want a picture of a young Jeff sitting at an elementary school assembly watching musclemen rip phone books in half dude
1: he freaking
0: made he ripped a phone book in half and shot it in the basket Uh, in half court it's the most incredible thing i've ever seen and And some listeners wrote in and said like the same things happened at their (laughs) elementary school like they saw
1: the muscle dudes come in probably phone books the hardest I've ever laughed on the podcast was when just thinking about that happening in an elementary school. Someone wrote in too, and said that they had a yo-yo guy come to their high school or their elementary school, which I had too, like the guys that <laughs> selling yo-yos that would right? hit that
2: anyway. hit a little bit different if it were a high school assembly. Um, yes, yes. that's, that's got to be at the very top of the list of like the most impressive stupid skills is to be able to make a half court shot with a ripped phone book it's, like, <laughs> it's that's the most am- <laughs> um, amazing thing but it just why like half of the
0: book though like half of the half of the book right because like the pages were all falling out as it went in so it's almost like those, like, pictures where you see the balls flight and there's, like, snapshots of it going in. You saw, like, the entire <laughs> path of the phone book, like, going uh, into the basket. I got to wonder what his percentage so that'd is
1: cool like. Yeah, that would be a cool Instagram picture. <laughs> like, I wonder how many of those he's missing. And, like, on days that he makes it, if, like, his buddies aren't just like, yeah, dude, f- yeah, good job. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he gets paid an extra Like, $50. it didn't
1: matter if he missed it, but he freaking drained it.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's amazing. So good uh it's a great, great choice let's give that one didn't <laughs> well me and Wes both had yeah, the same one so
2: but fact of the year Mike you want to start us off yeah so this is recent so like ah, you're gonna pick mine learned. again it's I the know it's the kangaroo it. right Wes it's the kangaroo it's gotta be yes. the little jelly bean kangaroo climbing why up why did
0: you do that when I did it in the koala one first what you didn't
1: give nearly the, the amount of detail <laughs> You just like said they were bored tiny and <laughs> yeah, moved on to you the fact.
2: You did give the jelly bean detail. I'll give you that. I'm combining it with claws. Oh, sure. Whatever keeps oh, yeah, this podcast going for another year. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I really dug into the kangaroo reproduction stuff as you were what Yeah, that to was do. it for me too. Yeah. That was like learning more and more about that. And it wasn't just the jelly bean thing, it was like, the fact that their nipple swells in their mouth and they can't detach and that they like mom produces two different kinds of milk.
2: Well, the coolest like, thing is that the, they climb, they have like developed enough arms yeah, that, that is, they climb yeah. up into the pouch. That's the craziest yeah. thing to me. That was really yeah. just wild. To we picture. didn't go over any of that in the koala thing. <laughs>
0: I wonder if the koalas climb into the pouch. Yeah. That's I don't a good know. Question. But yeah.
1: yeah, that was it for me too. You don't have any backups? I no. I picked the kangaroo one. Right, um, I have three.
0: My first one's just how big boars can get. That was incredible to me. And that yeah. picture you found on our, and put on our Instagram, Wes, is like mm-hmm. as big as this freaking huge
1: truck. Yeah, they're massive. How big can they get? It's like as big as a freaking like elephant. Seven. They can be I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, they can be like six or seven hundred pounds. It wasn't as big as an elephant, but
0: as <laughs> uh, big as a small bus. Yep. Uh, yeah, uh, I have the kangaroos double leg kick and then just balance on their tails oh yeah you see that in videos but i never quite put it together until i like heard that fact that -hmm. they can just like stand on their tails and kick you yeah and then uh just what mike said already but that camels can rip your head off
2: yeah yeah jeez, (laughs) yeah that was shocking Um, when you told that story that was legitimately shocking
1: there's been a few animals for me like cassowaries camels kangaroos where the more you dig into their facts the more you're just kind of like this is insane this is there's so much going on with this animal that i had no idea about and i just those are like some of the most fun episodes for me because it's just really fun to learn all that stuff and then like be able to share it
0: yeah and that's why the subscriber episodes are fun sometimes too because it's a lot of times less about the attack and more just like Saying crazy things about a random animal. Yeah, yeah, totally. All right, so animal video of the year. Uh, I'll start us off. I got the Hogle Zoo giraffe birth. Okay, like just that giraffes are so tall and they just like spit their babies out onto the ground. Yeah, yeah, like that was crazy to me.
1: This was kind of a late category that Jeff gave us. Like he texted us a half hour before recording. So I picked one that was just fresh in my mind for some reason. It was the woman who was breastfeeding her kid and a bald eagle attacked her pet goose. And she ran out to scare the bald eagle off of her goose while she was breastfeeding. And there's a video (laughs) of it. And it was just a lot of stuff happening all at once. So that's what I picked.
2: Yeah, I know why you picked that one, Wes. You're a freakazoid. <laughs> You're a real perv. So, uh, this is a bad answer, and I acknowledge that. But there's a, a guy who's playing the new Dark Souls game, Elden Ring. People are gonna get mad about what I just said, but I don't care. He got attacked by a wasp while he was fighting a boss, and like these games, you gotta be like fully like on a Twitch stream. Yeah, on a Twitch stream, you gotta be like fully locked in, paying attention. Any like millisecond of lapsing in concentration, you die. But there's like a wasp flying around his head and he was freaking out, but he killed the boss and then ran away and didn't get stung. So <laughs> that's pretty uh, good. There you go. All right. I think that was a- uh, It would have been name?
0: good if he got stung. Moist critical. Yeah, I wish he got stung. Yeah. All right. Conservation awards of the year.
1: Yeah. So more than like an award, well, it's just, it's like one big conservation success story that I wanted to talk about. So there's actually like quite a few great things that happen in conservation this year. But one that I wanted to bring up was in COP15, which just happened. That's like the UN's annual biodiversity meeting. They just had it in Montreal. But it's kind of where they talk about what's going on with biodiversity around the world, some of the risks, some of the things that are happening. I guess during that meeting multiple times, they brought up the fact that indigenous lands currently make up about 20% of the Earth's territory. And that indigenous peoples are currently protecting about 80% of the world's remaining biodiversity. So more and more people are realizing that indigenous people have been practicing sustainability for centuries and that they're some of the most important voices when it comes to like talking about conservation, protecting wildlife and biodiversity. And I think that's something that's really important when it comes to conservation. And it's something that people are starting to realize more and more that we really need to involve indigenous voices when it comes to those decisions and cons- or and, um, and conversations and stuff. So that is something that's happening more, and I think it's going to really change a lot of how conservation is done, which is great.
0: Awesome, sweet, yeah. All right, and last award, uh, we're just going to give our animal of the year.
1: So you want to so. explain this a little bit? You had it in in parentheses. What this means?
0: So pretty much just like we're each going to choose an animal for the of the year for our own personal year, and I said like the animal that climbed the highest in your personal rankings. Okay. But I'm allowing anything here.
1: Oh, all right. Well, I'm going to go with the one that climbed the highest.
0: Yeah. So for me too, mine that climbed the highest and that just like, I don't really think about a ton, but I just decided I love Mm -hmm. is giraffes. Okay. And they filled one of my top 20 spots and I don't have many of those left, but they're my 16th favorite animal. I just think they're so cool. So giraffes are the
2: animal of the year for me. That was a contender for a uh, fact of the year that they use their heads like wrecking balls when they're yeah, fighting. I like also, they're, what are they?
0: I couldn't think of what their horns are. Oh, called. the ossicones? Yeah, ossicones. That they're like,
2: date back to dinosaurs or something. Yeah. Dude, giraffes are sweet. Yeah, they are sweet. Mike, you want to go next? Yeah. So I feel like the animal that I thought about the most, oddly... Maybe not oddly, it was coyotes. We talk, we talked a lot. I mean, it was coyote basically Peterson, once a month. Probably. We yeah, we talked about Coyote Peterson, of course, but basically <laughs> once a month we gathered up a bunch of coyotes be wildin news stories. Um, yeah, so yeah. they're just kind of, and I started reading that Coyote Coyote America. America. Yeah, Tara
0: made us some cool coyote art. Yeah.
2: I was just happy to learn that there's an animal out there that's thriving despite interference from humankind. And coyotes seem to really be- well, So why didn't you choose goose? <laughs> goose? Geese. Why didn't I choose goose? <laughs> goose good <laughs> so <you can> question.
1: <laughs> Top Gun Maverick, you got them thriving.
2: I, I really like that answer,
1: Mike. In Yellowstone, I got to see a lot of coyotes. And it was always kind of- like I always just got really happy when I saw a coyote. They just are such a neat little animal that has just- figured out such a cool niche, and I just really like them. They can um, kill a moose. Yeah, yeah, they can. It's probably mostly calves that they were killing, but still. All right, so I initially I was just using our main episodes, but I now understand the fallacy in that. And when it was just main episodes, I was going to say camels, because to me, like I look at camels completely differently after that episode than I did beforehand, and they really climbed the ranks for me. But I'm actually mm-hmm. going to say giant anteaters nice in brazil i saw a number of giant anteaters i had this really cool up close encounter with one with a baby on its back feeding like right in front of me and i just think they're such a cool looking animal they're so beautiful they're impressively defensive like they can ward off a jaguar they can kill a person i had a like a really big giant anteater year so i that's going to be my pick for animal of the year is giant anteaters
0: My guesses for you guys was kangaroo for Mike and Mm. jaguar for Wes. Okay. I did consider kangaroo
2: pretty heavily, so.
0: All right, so on that note, that's it for awards. All right.
1: Hey, great. Play some music, Mike. I wish I could give you both awards for being the best co hosts of Tooth & Claw.
0: The best podcaster of 2022. Oh, thanks, Jeff. Mike's the best editor. Producer. Yeah. Editor. Editor. (laughs) And then let's go, let's do some listener questions too real quick. I did one that, something I haven't done before where I'd said, we're not going to reuse these. This is just for today's end of the year episode. And I'm going to read a bunch of them and just kind of go quick type of deal. So first is from me and Wes's brother, Side Grizz. And why don't dad's armpits smell? Uh, Our dad doesn't sweat much. Just not a big sweat at all, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said he so only wore sweat. deodorant
1: once, and once he in sweat his life,
0: like all day, and
1: he's like, "This sucks!" and never wore it again. Wait, he's just not a sweaty or a hairy guy, so he just doesn't really ever smell.
2: Is it pigs that don't sweat? There's yeah. probably a bunch of animals, but yeah, yeah.
0: and that's why they roll yeah. in the mud. There you go. He does that. You too. calling our dad a pig? I'm just putting two and two
2: together. It's a hypothesis, all right. is all. <laughs>
0: okay. This person, Circa del Sola? She's Cirque, she Cirque, Cirque de Soleil. Maybe? Oh, Soleil. Yeah. Cirque Soleil. Got it. So, F, Mary Kill, Frodo,
2: Sam, or Aragorn. Aragorn's a dragon. So. Aragorn? Aragorn. You, yeah. you guys
0: trip me up now with it. <laughs> that, you well, can't I blame think... us. <laughs> I know, but yeah. I'm like overthinking it now. Okay, yeah.
1: That's am I'm, I'm, I'm effing Aragorn. I'm marrying Sam. I'm killing Frodo. I don't and, know. I think I want to marry Aragorn because he's king and that looked pretty... That was a that sick wedding. Yeah, yeah. But he's just always going to be like Doing kingly stuff. Sam's just going to be a fun time the rest of your life. You married Sam? No way. Yeah, I'm he's, marrying Sam. He's such a little gonna, busybody. I, I so want to live mean. in the Shire. He's just going to be out in the garden doing his thing. Now that like, Frodo's gone, he's just going to be crying all <laughs> the time and so like
0: point. attached to you. Um, Sam's dying I'm for sure. Sam. Yep. All right. And I'll F Mary. Er, Mary. <laughs> I got Mary on the mind. Frodo. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, I'm marrying Aragorn, I'm killing Sam, effing the hell out of Frodo. Okay,
0: okay, Gigolo Thomas, is it really pronounced Jaguar, or were you just messing with (laughs) us during the Jaguar episode?
1: (laughs) It's just a local dialect.
0: I've always said Jaguar, but it's Jaguar.
2: Jaguar. Jaguar.
1: I, you know what, I've kind of have that problem as well and I'm working on saying Jaguar especially now that I'm doing Jaguar guiding I'm trying a little bit harder but you guys it's not that different you know what we're saying I blame Mike for this one what You correct me on milk and pillow, but
0: you don't come to help me out with Jaguar. You say milk? I used to say milk, but then Mike was like- I got mad. Milk sounds so stupid, and milk is like one of my favorite words. And then I was like, oh, I didn't even know I was saying it wrong.
1: Milk is one of your favorite words. (laughs) (laughs) I swear that's what you said to me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I said that? Yeah. I could see you saying that. I probably did. I'm ridiculous. Gross. Kids, That's don't grow <laughs> up to be like me.
0: From Hey Jennifer Hughes, would you rather lose the ability to cry or cry every day for 20 minutes randomly? Lose the lose, ability to cry, Lose the right? ability to it cry. It sucks to cry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Crying can feel really good. I think like I crying it. can be a nice release. But I'd much rather lose the ability to cry than cry I I like cried
0: all the time when I was a little kid, so now I'm like scarred by crying. I yeah. try my hardest to mm. never cry.
1: You should cry every once in a while, dude. It's nice. I'll it's a go, go with the expert. <laughs> yeah.
2: Because I cried all the time? I mean, you got more experience <laughs> than I do, so you, you would know.
0: Okay, Jebediah Long Trees. Best movie you
2: saw this year? We already answered that. We answered that off. Uh, you know what, though? I'm surprised <laughs> you guys didn't say RRR. Early's Jeff. You didn't. That was a didn't great Didn't bring that movie. one up.
1: Yeah. That is a great movie. Yeah.
2: Did you watch it? No. <laughs> I loved it. All right. All right.
0: Kyle Moore 3, favorite animal story of the year. We kind of did that. Yeah. Uh, we did exactly uh, that, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Daughter Earth's art. I might have need to prep you guys on this. Favorite animal reference in a song. Mine's huh. probably and anaco- my anaconda don't want none unless you got buns hun.
1: Yeah. yeah. Anaconda. But that's okay. Yeah. Um <laughs> I sure my, makes a lot pronounced yeah, that correction. differently. <laughs> Mike there, correct. There's a song called Black Bear by I think the band is called Black Bear and it's all about like oh, the life of song. a black bear in the woods and I that's probably mine. I like
2: that song. I don't know
1: or maybe like Blackbird by the Beatles.
2: Yeah, that's the one that came to mind. Man, I really ought to have a better answer to this one, but it was. So I was just going to say Blackbird. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a good pick. Wes's answer is better than mine Anaconda. Okay, from Daisy King Bingham, our kind of part time intern right now
2: uh, Worst Christmas song to exist? Oh, speaking of Beatles, uh, Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. Not Ooh, only one of the one. worst Christmas songs, but maybe the single worst song ever written. That song that is a really bad is song. So bad. I'm getting huh. mad. I'm just gonna turn my mic off for a sec. Jeff, what's yours?
0: Uh, mine's
1: easily twelve days of Christmas. Mm. That I can't stand yeah. that song.
0: That one like has it's like unique enough though.
1: No, I won't listen to that one. It's just
0: too what about long. Santa, too I saw Santa kissing my mom. I love that song. I, saw Santa,
1: <laughs> I love I Santa, love Santa, a
2: horny Santa song. <laughs> kissing my mom. <laughs> the, oh, Eye of the Tiger. That's not um, a Christmas oh, song. Yeah. I went. Uh, just back to the last no, question. The sorry. Oh, one. got
1: it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, the I'll be home for Christmas. I like it, but it's like I didn't realize how sad it was. That it's about mm-hmm. like army people in like World War Two or something that couldn't go home for Christmas. Hmm. So now really whenever quickly, I
1: hear it, I get a little sad. What's your guys' favorite Christmas song real quick? Mine is Little St. Nick by the Beach Boys. Oh, that's a good one. Justin Bieber's
2: Christmas album. Just the whole album?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Uh,
2: <laughs> what is my favorite? Uh, mine's either Little Drummer Boy or Let It Snow.
1: Yeah. I love the Bing Crosby, David Bowie, little drummer boy mashup. That's a great one. I haven't heard that. I need to check that out. Oh, you got it. You're going to love it. It's so good.
2: It's so good. I actually
0: I am going to just completely agree with what Mike said. Okay.
1: Mike, I'm going to text you after we record for you to listen to that because it is so
2: good. Only if you listen to uh, Mark Tremonti singing Sinatra. I already did. (laughs) (laughs) I did. He sounds just like him, but I hate it. (laughs) This one I just want to read. So
0: Chuckers says... Not a question, but I think Mike would survive the longest
1: on the show alone.
2: Oh, no. No. Definitely not. <laughs> like, oh, you're no. the only
0: person, Chuckers. Even yeah. Mike disagrees yeah. with you. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> on, like,
2: day two, you would just be like, why am I doing this? <laughs> no, I, would, I wouldn't make it. I wouldn't apply to be on the show. I wouldn't make it past the screening phase. Yeah. There's no way. But you know what? I appreciate your vote of confidence. So if it ever does happen to me, I'll let you know how long I last. <laughs> If it My just to you. Bunga
0: yeah. is... I mean, you're fine with being like just sitting there.
2: That's yeah, I love being alone going for you. But like inside, I love yeah, that too. You'll be
0: alone and you're just sitting there all day. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <well. laughs> My Bunga asks what our favorite Pokemon game ever is. Mine, like Pokemon. I played Pokemon Blue on GameCube so many hours, and I always started with Bulbasaur, and it's just such
2: a fun game. You played it on GameCube? Did you have like the little Game Boy oh, adapter sorry. thing? Uh, game
0: Boy. Okay. I meant
1: Game Boy. Yeah. Thanks. Wes? I've never played it. I've never played a Pokemon game. <laughs> well, so I'm, I'm going to... What a loser. I'm just going to recuse myself from this Your question. Answers Pikachu on Super Smash Bros. Yeah. Smash Brothers is the closest I've come.
2: So I actually... I, I'm not really a Pokemon guy, despite <laughs> what I may have led people to believe over the course of the show. I really only played that first game over and over and over again, but I also played Pokemon Snap, the little photography game on the Nintendo 64 where you like, it's like a little on-rail shooter, but instead of bullets, you're like taking pictures. Oh, that game is so sick. Man, I love that game.
1: Not really a Pokemon guy goes on to list multiple Pokemon (laughs) games he's played to to completion. What
2: Pokemon would you like, would
0: you go with... Charmander, Squirtle, or Bulbasaur. Squirtle squad
2: for life. Love that the guy. Not a Pokemon guy.
0: Once she to <laughs> "They say Jeff, what is one thing you would change about a koala if you could? I mean, they're pretty perfect, but like, eighty percent chlamydia yes. rate is a little rough. <laughs> that's, <laughs> like my that's my favorite like, fact about them." <laughs> All right, um, Andy Scarbear says. What's something y'all are looking forward to in the next year?
1: Um, I'm really Does looking Dune forward. Does Dune 2 come out? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's my answer.
1: I'm going to um, Bimini, an island in the Bahamas in January, to dive with great hammerhead sharks. They're like one of my favorite sharks, and I just have been looking forward to it for a long time. So that's something I'm really looking forward to, seeing great hammerheads. Do you have anything, Mike? Are we
2: Mike's making? got nothing. <laughs> uh, I Strong mean, I'm play. sure. there's. I think the new... I got Wes to read Empire of the Vampire. I think book two yeah. comes out next year. I don't know. Okay. I didn't like... That's not my favorite book, but I was into it enough it to... It was fun. ...anticipate a sequel. Yeah. All right. Luke Smith. Um, How did Mike become such good friends with
0: Jeff and Wes? Who did he meet first? So me and Mike lived by each other in college, and... Um he like told a joke the first time I saw him I think and I was like this guy seems cool I want to be his friend and then I'd always like ask him to go do stuff and I'd say yeah and then he would never like leave his apartment and I just like <laughs> recognized after a while that like <laughs> We can just be friends that like hang out in each other's apartments. And that's about <laughs> it.
2: how it's gone ever since. I made it really <laughs> hard for Jeff to be my friend. He persisted. <laughs> um, I think, well, I, I let slip that I was in charge of equipment rental in the locker room. And I think that's what you guys keyed in on because the next day after, I think I mentioned that you came in and rented tennis equipment from me. So me and maybe Jeff it was, yeah. yeah, it was a relationship of like benefit.
1: That was the first time I met you. But I think when me and you really became friends is when you came to Montana in 2012. And like, we remember like, uh, we like popped a tire on the way and we had a few other like kind of little... Right. Yeah. things but we went to glacier and that was like the first time i hung out with you for an extended period of time right and i think that's when i was like oh mike's pretty cool
2: was that before or after we were on the trampoline dodgeball team that's always the first thing oh, i remember yeah. like connecting I think with that you that was over. after okay but i don't
1: yeah. yeah but i don't think we were like that really was we were close <laughs> but we weren't like good friends the only yet
2: problem with
0: like the trampoline dodgeball was like The more you jumped on the trampolines, like the easier target you were. (laughs) Yeah. So if you wanted to win, it's just like don't use the trampolines. Right. Yeah. All right. Molly Sky asked goals for the podcast for the new year. I want bigger. Yeah, I want like a million listens a episode, (laughs) and at least at least like
2: half a million dollars. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh. Right, that's (laughs) like hefty goal. (laughs) In what capacity, like like, through the you just want that in your bank account? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have been thinking about ways we could get maybe more involved with the charity or fundraising side of things. Yeah, because a lot of what we do, and I think we've done a good job of raising awareness for different issues, but maybe getting getting our hands even a little dirtier in all that stuff would be pretty a pretty good direction to go for us. Yeah,
1: I, you know, I'm going to get a little sentimental here for a second, but I think like for me, the most affirming and best part of this whole thing, aside from like getting to spend time with both of you, has been having people write in and say that they feel more comfortable in the great outdoors or that they have like a greater appreciation for wildlife or that they care more about conservation. And to me, like that easily is the biggest benefit of this whole thing outside of any other kind of benefit. And it's the thing that really just makes me happy. Like, when we get reviews from people talking about that, when we get real-life stories of people that had interactions with animals where they knew how to handle them because of stuff they learned on the podcast. And I think, for me, like, the biggest thing that I want going forward is just more of that. I just want more and more people to come to a kind of appreciation for wildlife that I hope we're giving them. And, like, it really just makes me so happy. It just... I think having wildlife in your life enriches your life in such a way that it's like almost unmeasurable or immeasurable. And I just, I love being able to bring that to people. So I just want mm. to do more of that. And jokes
0: aside for me, I just think it'd be cool to do like a couple of live events or shows yeah, to like yeah, be able sure. to like meet fans. Because like, I honestly think we have like the best fans in the world and it'd be really cool to be able to meet you guys more we're all friends even though we've never met yeah Mm -hmm. on that note kilmer 12 asks why doesn't mike say i love you at the end of episodes so i actually answered this on my instagram i said i can't speak for mike but i assume he doesn't love our fans or love (laughs) me or wes you said that Yeah. You say it sometimes. (laughs) Mike started it.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I did. So that's that's a that right there should just negate any any doubt that you would have that I love you guys. And I do. It's love and appreciation. And you'll never know how much I do. Yeah. Um, Thanks, man. Because it's made. It's like, honestly, I don't think I'm speaking out of school when I say that this has improved our lives in every way imaginable. And it really is because of all of you listening to us, so it's like I'm a weird emotionally. I think they're just being funny. They yeah, really. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> Mike's one of uh, those people that doesn't always say it, but you just know it. Well,
0: yeah, you know? I, I think they know. They're just saying it as a joke. It's
1: funny too that like there's been a bit of online debate over it, whether or not we're saying that to each other or to the listeners, and it's both. We're
0: saying it yeah. to both. Sometimes so. it's just to you guys, and sometimes it's just yeah. to the listeners. You guys have for to me. tease that out. Yeah. So, totally Kyle24 <laughs> wants to know all time, all time starting five NBA squad if you can pick anyone ever. Oh, wow. So, this guy is my totally Kyle. It's 100% Kyle. Steph Curry, <laughs> best shooter ever. He's going to space the floor for everyone. And then I'm taking, I don't care. Well, like, I don't choose old players because I never watched them play. So, like, I don't know. I'm just not going to. So I'm going Steph Curry. I'm going to go Tim Duncan. I'm going to go Shaq. And then I'm going to go Kevin Durant and
1: Kawhi Leonard. No Jordan or LeBron. I'm just going to let you guys answer this one because I don't really care. (laughs) Sure. Why don't you answer?
2: Uh, Yeah. So Steph's got to be on the team. Jordan's got to be on the team. I'll go along with Shaq. I'm going to put Elgin Baylor on there because he never won a championship and he definitely deserves to. So whatever the title is that this team hypothetically is playing for, I just want him to be a part of. And let's go. You got to go George Gervin, because he's got those finger rolls. (laughs) You, you know, bird you got to get some finger on it. All right. That. I'll, put I'll do a animal. team just because okay. I, I can do it.
1: I'm doing John Stockton, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Tim Duncan, and uh, Magic Johnson.
2: Man,
0: you played Frisbee with Shaq and you're sliding him, huh? Yeah, I probably should have done Shaq, but whatever. <laughs> All right. Uh, Carly Amanda asks What is Jeff's 11th favorite animal? That's my only animal in my top 20 that's not done yet all right i'm just saving it i'm keeping you guys guessing so you know once you hear me say 11 that's a big deal for wes what kind of work is done in yellowstone during the winter
1: uh there's a lot of wolf work that's when the wolf team goes out and does their captures and and collars wolves and they also do um like they go out and look at kill's and take a lot of information on wolves wolves are really active in the winter it's like one of their best times of the year because they're killing animals they get left behind and stuff Uh, there's a lot of bison work that that gets done there's not any bear work really just because bears are hibernating in the park in the winter but bison elk wolves there's still a lot of of work that gets done but i'm not there have to
0: snowmobile
1: yeah i mean for the wolves they get taken in on
2: helicopters
1: but um, and then they'll they'll hike for like the captures, but then they'll hike in for the clusters and, and some of the other stuff. There's mountain lion work being done. The park stays pretty busy. A lot of the seasonals leave, but the permanent people there are still there working on wildlife biology. And then Henry Castro Miller
0: wants to know our biggest podcast regret. Our biggest podcast regret? <laughs> like what sucked the most was when, so Wes is friends with Hillary Duff. I don't know if we've talked about that, but when she yeah, like fine. shouted us out on Instagram, all of our episodes were like off of all of the platforms.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. So then, we were like, having a hard time porting them from one platform to another. That was like by
0: far our like biggest shout out we've ever gotten and like no one had There's access to no way to listen to it. To it. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's a good pick. That's probably what I would go with too. Yeah. Just we, a yeah. really poorly timed shout out from from Hill Dog.
0: Do you guys have any regrets you want to shout out? Is I'm, that the I'm gonna main, echo that's yours. A one. Like that and was like, a big
2: one.
1: It's just an accident. It wasn't like
2: yeah, yeah. just perfectly yeah. awful timing. I would
1: say like not starting Patreon earlier because Patreon's been such a fun little community to be part of and like to interact with and to make those bonus episodes is really fun. But I'm yeah, I'm gonna yeah. go with the same one. Like getting a huge shout out on our truly our most chaotic day of our podcast was <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> that
2: sucked. <laughs> The our first episode we still haven't re-recorded it. Uh-huh. I don't know if we can call that a regret, but like that's no, the, that is a regret. There's just I got some a lot, stuff that
1: I got a number of things wrong about our first story. Mike Markursich, who was a guy who was attacked by a grizzly bear in British Columbia, it was our first episode. I just didn't give it the attention that the I've come to family give. Family member corrected us. Right? Yeah, and someone wrote us from his family, and and they weren't happy about some of the stuff in the episode. And I felt terrible, like truly, like I got on the phone with her and talked to her. I just like really wanted to make that right. And they were, I think they were happy that we just pulled the episode, but at some point we're going to retell that story and we're going to do it justice because he was a lot cooler of a guy than we gave him credit for, I think. And I learned a
2: lot about him. So yeah, we, we just, we didn't really have we all, we all said things and it was just a weird first episode. So it you
1: know. was for us at that point, like that the podcast was like a listenership of 10 people Yeah, and we never knew it was going to turn into what it was. And I just didn't put in the time. It was like totally my fault. 100%. That was a big regret. That's a good, a good poll, Mike. All right.
0: Well, that's it for listener
1: questions. All right. Well, that's it for 2022. Hey, great job guys.
0: Shut it down. Thanks.
1: Yeah. Me too, <laughs> Thanks. dude. Thanks. Thanks, that was so uh, cool
0: when you gave me a shout out the other episode. That was
2: which one? Gracious of you. And like
0: you were reading the five star comment and you oh. read out my name. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: You're my favorite <laughs>
0: podcaster, dude. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, honestly, everyone out there, again, to get a little mushy, thanks so much for listening. It truly means the world to us. It it's been such a neat project and like been so fun to see you guys react to it the way that you do we read all the reviews we love hearing from you guys we like genuinely feel like this podcast is doing some good for wildlife and uh it's brought out the three of us closer together it's just been like such a fun great thing and 2022 was a big year for us and that's in large part thanks to you listeners So we, like, when we say we love you, we actually do. We actually mean it. Thanks, guys. I mean, we appreciate your support in every way, whether that's just listening, commenting, like, subscribing. It just means the world to all three of us. All right. Well, we'll see you next year. Yeah, we'll see you in 2023 in the future. Love you guys. (laughs) Love you guys. Mike,
2: we love (laughs) you. We do. We love you. you. Bye. 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 Bye.